This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate and roommate at the University of Rhode Island, Mr. Sean Anderson. We've got three, two massive games, one mediocre game that has to be covered because of the size of the fan bases of these two programs but welcome to the city folks we're here sean how you doing i like welcome to the city i'm not gonna lie i like that i I was gonna i was gonna do the um what's the fuck is it is it college game that does the we're coming to your city come you don't know that (laughs) no i do not know that i shouldn't i'm pretty sure it's college game day that does that normally when college game day is on I am I am asleep in a in a catatosis state where I, I'm yeah. just kind of like working off the, the hangover. We need the volume down. What? Is, OK, I don't like the tonality that you had. With that. <laughs> like you don't get hung over. Oh, not even. Well, I'm just this is a wine type of guy now. I know. I, I wish I had that type of impulse control. I That's why I had to cut back in the amount of days that I drink, because I, I can't not drink four drinks every time I drink. It's just not possible. And I'm sure that there's some type of a problem that that stems from that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, let's. What was I going to say? Oh, all all good since I think Sunday for your boy. A very productive week. I'm proud of you. No, Sunday. I'm proud of you, Sean. Um, We've got three big games to talk about, though. We have Georgia, Tennessee. We've got Alabama. LSU and then we've got Notre Dame Clemson uh that last game again just because of the sheer size of those fan bases and it's going to have a lot of attention on it especially because of all the yelling that I did uh, about Clemson being ranked as high as they were but uh Sean can you sucker you're a sucker sucker? if you're getting caught in you can't buy into the rankings in in the in the week one and on the on the on the first rankings release I don't I didn't get bought in but as it was somewhat disrespectful it was as a college football commentator, of course, I'm going to scream about the one thing that that is doesn't that makes the least amount of sense. Yeah. It's part well, of the they, job. It looks like they were not too strong on Michigan not playing anybody. Yeah, and TCU either. So yeah, um, yeah. that has passed. But what is not passed is the great deal that Bet Online is offering. Sean, you care to share with our listeners? Yeah, on- sure. The great deal, as Joe has <laughs> stated it. That's the radio voice I always ask you to do, and you never do it for some reason. You do. I, I you have you have three good voices that you do, and you never do them. the The problem is, Sean, is that I can't do it on command. It just kind of comes out. Like I, I couldn't do it again right now. I couldn't. I have, I have me one, do? I have one good voice and a, one decent hack radio voice. Which my one that? good voice is your your the my ex girlfriend's mom. Yes. Oh, Joseph. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do it. <laughs> Joseph basketball is back. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. I had the under on your relationship with my daughter. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Please do the whole read with that. No, don't do the whole read with that voice. I'm sure Bet Online would. I missed not my bet on the that. over on the amount of shirts I had to give you because you weren't looking presentable, Joseph. <laughs> I'm I sorry, hope the Mrs. Fennell. <laughs> oh, you. You're using real names here. I don't give a shit. What are they going to do? <laughs> Joseph, it's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. I know you're a Phillies fan. Are you taking any action against the next game versus the Astros? I'm not even going to watch the game. Why not? I'm going to watch my action. Oh, Joseph, you're such a hack. Online.ag <laughs> to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Rewards. Uh, all right, Sean. Let's talk about these these no games. Speaking about like rewards, no one's gonna like it. Anyway. No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. And for the the questions of our our credibility that we tend to get quite often, especially the the credibility that was. That was brought into question after the Kansas State debacle that we had. Oh my dude, dude I had to. I'm gonna sit here and admit it. I had to put that that video as an unlisted. It's still searchable. I was looking for it. Uh, the- dude, we are credible. It was getting so many down votes and so because we we quoted misinformation. Like I'm not gonna leave that up for people. To wait, just, wait, what did we say? The Adrian Martinez thing. Oh, so I. Look, I just didn't. I, it didn't make sense. I to keep have up. been on the Adrian Martinez train, by the way. Okay, I have been. I didn't see anybody take down uh, Stephen A. Smith thinking Hunter Henry was playing. We all know the clip that I'm talking about. Also, that's true. Maybe I was being soft. I have a tendency to be soft. But it. it Colin Coward referred to a Bears running back as Armstrong this week. Thank you at Funhouse. There's no Armstrong on the team. It comes David the territory. <laughs> That though, that video was on pace to be like one of our highest viewing. Like it was, yeah. Why take it down? Because it's for the wrong reasons. Uh, we, but no one, the words were not kind our either. Title they is were Hack City. They our, were the title of our channel is Hack City. That's true. It's too late now. And what's the most hack thing that we could possibly do? Take it down. Yeah. I mean, people, that- <laughs> people could still find it. It's not private, it's just unlisted. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's talk about All this right, game. Yeah, let's get into it. The big game that we have this weekend, Sean, the one that is going to impact the standings of the SEC, especially the SEC East, is Tennessee versus Georgia. This game is being played at Georgia. It is a one versus three per the college football playoff rankings. Now, this is this game, I think, has the most volatility for what people anticipate is going to be the outcome of this game. When we had Alabama versus Tennessee, it felt like most people leaned Alabama, but those that were looking for an exciting storyline were rooting for Tennessee. In this game, I feel like I can't find anyone that that meets in the middle. It's either one way or the other. So, Sean, I want to go to you first here on this before I give my take. Who are you? Who do you like in this game? Who do you think is going to win with them playing with Georgia playing at home? Well, according to ESPN's matchup predictor, which is just a nice little pie chart, seventy-four point five percent of the public thinks that Georgia is going to win this game, with a twenty-five point five percent thinking that Tennessee will win. Hey, this thanks game. for discrediting me. Thanks for discrediting my opening statement on the game. Thanks. I think Tennessee has an offense that doesn't really bow down to anyone. Uh, same with Georgia's defense, but. I don't know. I'm going to use some homerism and probably go with Tennessee. I think Tennessee's got uh, – they have too many players. They have too many players, all right? And we're look, and I, I hate you because you always bring it up, especially when I bring it up, 
good offense, good defense. Uh, and then we always, I, you always turn it back to that Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Seahawks, where the Seahawks stomped them out. Actually, okay. you're the one who always turns back to that. I've never you brought that up once. You, you brought it, it up every back. single. No, every single time you've brought that game up, it's never been me. But continue. You're you're making a good point. I always part because I guess because I played on the offensive side, uh, uh, lean towards the offense. And because Tennessee's defense, even though you had pointed out that their past defense has been uh, rather uh, sloppy and atrocious at times, uh, they have held Extremely. up enough to win games. They've held up enough. And if they've held up enough to this point versus the offenses that they've played, they can hold up against the Georgia offense led by, again, Dark Horse Heisman candidate, candidate Stetson Bennett. They can hold up against them. I know you're yeah. not a big uh, Stetson Bennett guy. It is what it is. But I kind of know that it's not Bryce Young and it's not C.J. Stroud uh, or even Max Duggan leading this team. Uh, so I think Tennessee's defense can hold on just enough against Georgia and then their offense who's stopping them. So there was one parallel that I heard this week that I really liked and someone compared Tennessee to LSU that I heard in the year that they won a national championship game. And I think it was Josh Pate who said this, that each week they progressively got better and better. And that's what Tennessee's done right now. Their bad secondary was unstoppable last week against Kentucky. They held Will Levis under 100 yards passing. He had the worst game that I've ever seen him have. Now, a lot of that came from the pressure that was in his face and the way that they were able to get after him. While I do kind of agree with that take, I think my realistic sense in evaluating this game I really lean Georgia, Sean. I really heavily lean Georgia. And you kind of you properly predicted my my thoughts on this. Good defense in my eyes, I think stops any strong offense. It is far easier in my opinion if you have a front to back elite defense with five-star recruits, you can stop any offense in the country. And if any team is going to slow down this air raid uh explosive attack by Tennessee that is just airing it out having a lot of plays, getting a lot of plays in on offense. If it's going to be anyone that's going to slow that team down, control the time of possession, it's going to be Georgia. They have the front seven to get after uh, Hendon Hooker, to get after their rushing attack, to slow it down. They don't need to bring a bunch of guys down in the box like Alabama did. They can play their normal look with the players that they have in their secondary and just on their defense alone. If anyone, and it's what it's going to take for Georgia to win this game, is to get one or two turnovers, and then grind it out on offense. They can't be too quick to score. What is going to kill them is if they try to play shootout with them and try to win this race. That's just not going to work. You're kind of being a little unfair to the Bulldogs here, okay? They played one ranked matchup. That was in week one. It was a drubbing. Uh, they beat Missouri by four points. In Tennessee's last five games, they beat number 20 at the time ranked Florida, number 25 ranked LSU, number three ranked Alabama, and number 19 ranked Kentucky. Now, I know that you're going to try to challenge me and say none of those teams are really true uh, true players. They probably weren't, especially at that time. No. All right. I, I get it. But they're ranked for a reason. Okay. It's not like you, you can't tell me that Wisconsin is better than Kentucky and Wisconsin's not ranked. So it's basically an even draw there. It's not. Tennessee's played more, more real teams. They have. Uh, George's last five, Florida, Vanderbilt, Auburn, Missouri, Kent State. Wait, but the, 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 wait, the debate here is not if, if who's played more real who's teams. Who's prepped? If, I'm saying who's but, prepped. 
I think Tennessee gives me a, a confidence about them because they're more prepped. Forget about who's more prepped. And this is the whole thing that was pissing me off this morning with all the people I was disagreeing with on, on the, the rankings. The eye test is, is it has more to it than people are willing to admit. Some dumbass commented on one of our videos, the eye test is just your bias. No, it's fucking not. Because I can see at which team is better than the other. I see that Georgia's defense matches up really freaking well in this game and is good enough to turn the ball over, to get some sacks, to get some uh, force some third and longs and get some stops. If a one defense in this country is going to do that, it is Georgia's defense. That's who's going to get it done. No one, If no one else can do it, Georgia can do it. Here's I know they lost Nolan Smith. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I know they lost Nolan Smith, but they still have a very deep defense that I think Tennessee should be very scared of. Their splits are very, very parallel, except on the defensive end. Points per game, 49.4 for Tennessee. Georgia has 41.8. Okay, again, Georgia hasn't played anybody. Uh, points allowed per game. Tennessee, only 21 per game. Georgia, 10.5. It's absurd. They haven't played anybody, though. Total yards, 553 for Tennessee. Georgia, 530. Everything else, pretty, pretty similar. I'm leaning Tennessee. They've beat more teams that know how to play football at a high level. I don't I don't disagree with the you premise. You can't disagree with that premise. I know you can't. But does just because that they've won those games does it mean that they they haven't faced anyone that matches up with them defensively like Georgia does. This is the first legitimate test that they have on the defensive side of the ball. Like they they haven't had anyone who's capable of lining up and stopping them. That was what the issue was and the, actually I stand corrected. Alabama did and they made the stupid mistake of trying to go shot for shot with them and playing in a shootout. That like, was the dumbest thing that they could have done. Okay. But look, 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 look. you're, I don't know if I'm really discrediting LSU very much at this point. They shut LSU, they shut LSU down to 13 points. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a really nice, it's a really nice win. I'm just saying separate from who they've played. I, I'm just looking at this match. Well, that's why it's SEC game of the year. Part two. Yeah, it just is. This game is gonna. Let me ask this before we transition. Sure. Should either of these teams, whoever loses, be dropped out of the top top four? Hell no. Okay. No. As long as we're on the same page as that. Is this will be the national championship game? If that's logistically possible. Yes. If they're if they're if one is one, one is two or or three. Uh, Yeah. yeah, But. Yeah, you would need what it would be. You would need one of them to win, and then the other team to be three in the playoff, and so you would. Trying to do the mental math is hard, but yes, I totally agree that this game has that much of an impact on who's going to play in the national championship game. And hell, it might be the two of these teams, uh, kind of like what we have. Not with, with Mike, Will. Okay. So when they play with each other one one versus four in the playoff or one of them doesn't get in, then how, how silly do you? Not like? might, Will. Okay. All right. I do know what is happening with certainty oh. this weekend. That's Alabama versus LSU. Mm-hmm. That is uh, a game. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're certain about announcing this matchup properly, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Alabama LSU, a rivalry played, I believe it is at LSU. It is seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. This is the late game, which I am excited for. I'm I, I'm just glad that they didn't put these games on the at the same time slot. Thank God is... it's not like some boring ass noon game. Right. I'm, I'm grateful for a 7 p.m. Alabama LSU game. Go to the bar, get a little rowdy. 
yeah, it'll be fun. Get get extra rowdy for this game. I know that I am going to be getting extra rowdy for this game because this game has serious, serious implications on the SEC West on the other side of things. Now, LSU is in a position if they win this game to actually be competing for an SEC championship, but they need to hang around and there's a lot of things that they need to get, get done to win this football game. Sean, I got to admit, and I said this on the SEC show with, with Blake, who's an LSU fan, uh, for anyone who missed that, it's in our live streams. Uh, I actually have a really strong feeling that LSU is going to get blown out in this one. I just don't think I don't it's like very, this very possible. It really is. I think it's Look, likely. It, I would say it's likely as well. All right. Now the LSU fans were, are, are taking a lot of stock in beating o- Ole Miss 45 to 20. They are. Yes. Congratulations. You caught the, you caught the beast when it was sleeping. All right. The bear was hibernating. You took your 12 gauge. You said, pop, pop. I have a new pelt. Alabama is not sleeping bear. All right. They are awake, hungry, need to make the playoff. Saban, they're not messing around. And if they lose it, Alabama, ooh, but they won't. Uh, if, LSU. If anything, it's the, I don't mean to cut you off, but if anything, it's the bear that's already been shot. And because you shot it, it's pissed off. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> the bear that's currently chasing you down the streets while you're, yes. you know, praying to whatever, whatever guy that you have. And then you're saying, okay, well, I shot him. Oh, maybe I can juke him once and he falls off the ravine. If not, this thing can run faster than me, climb higher than me, swim faster than me. Uh, and then also has bears. appendages that will tear me to shreds, jaw with the force uh, about as strong as it uh, is. It, I don't know if pound for pound it's greater than a pit bull or a lion. I think it's I think it's in the top 10 jaw force, though, of a bear. It's the most elaborate metaphor that we've ever had on this channel. That is what Alabama's defense is like, is like the jaws of a bear. That's that's a again one of the most elaborate metaphors that we've had. But w- yeah. to your point, to let's your see point, Ryan though. Roberts do that. You hack. Keep <laughs> on trying to take down my shows. That was a funny tweet. My dad texted me. He was like, "Who's this Ryan Roberts guy? Why is he trying so, to? Why is he trying to take you down?" I'm like, he's "No, just, it's he's just trying to get to me." He, yeah. dude, he was texting me all day about my Clemson take, and we were talking about it this morning. And it's just whatever. What does he? What does he sign on that they should be for? Yes, he oh, thinks that they're better. He's a contrarian, dude. No, he has to be smarter than the room. It's the Notre Dame elitism, sadly, and I'm trying not to. Like, I've been good this year. I'm usually a total prick about it, and I'm probably uh-huh. the biggest Notre Dame elitist out there. But I'm just trying to be realistic. Like, I've watched. You want to justify Notre Dame or Clemson's quality so that Notre Dame looks good enough to be ranked. That's that's the point. That's the point of it. I, uh, I stated on the show uh, last week that the Notre Dame hype train had to start somewhere. So in the offseason, a bunch of the Notre Dame fans will be validating a big win over Syracuse when they're ranked 16. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Sean, this game, though, speaking of Notre Dame, reminds me a lot in, in my experience of being tortured by Brian Kelly. I have gotten my hopes up many a times. For Brian Kelly in many big games. And in all those big games, they have been let down. And while I think Brian Kelly is a changed man and he's a man with a new direction for a LSU, new family, a new family, uh, he has this new direction and LSU is looking a lot better. And I think that they're on a better trajectory than when he was at Notre Dame. But we're still dealing with the same Brian Kelly and we're still not completely changed. And what I've witnessed so many times when he was at Notre Dame is that they come show up for a big game and they are not prepared mentally, and they either get smoked or they lose on you know some t- 
tumultuous, stupid, obnoxious way at the end of a game. There are too many times where I have watched that happen. Yeah. Ryan Kelly is not the guy that prepares his team for big games. It happened. We already watched it happen against Tennessee, and we saw how close the Tennessee Alabama game was with an injured Bryce Young. So I don't understand why we suddenly have all this caveat. R- right. Like Bryce Young's healthy. I forgot all and, about that. I forgot yeah, all about that. Bryce Young is healthy and back. And Why am I Gibbs, taking stock in Tennessee then? What the hell am I doing? I know. You're you're smoking something, man. I'm a, but ha- I, I'm a hack. Whatever. My final point with this is that notoriously LSU has tendencies. And Notre Dame, in, when he was at Notre Dame, has had tendencies to be slow to get going. Where it takes him usually into the first quarter or maybe even the first half until they develop enough momentum to put up, start putting up points on the board and start having explosive drives. They're doing it a lot again this year at LSU. And this is not the team that you, you do that against. If Alabama has two quick scores, you're out of the game. You're done. I would agree. Uh, that's a very, I love that two quick scores. You're done. And that's what I, uh, again, public saying 64, 74% of them saying Alabama is going to win. It is. If that 2019, LSU team wasn't so cool and I'll admit how cool they were whatever the year that was with Joe Burrow and they won the championship that was 19 I think it was 2019 yeah it was cool it was all cool right if they weren't that cool and they were just another boring SEC team to win a national championship with a couple star players that go to play in the NFL nobody is ranking LSU this high and no one has this much faith in LSU they don't there was it, it was notoriously one of the coolest college football teams ever. It was. Yeah. You have you have the the U in the nineties. A lot of those years you string together. Very very cool. This, uh, you I don't know the two thousand seven Florida Gators. Very very cool team. This for a lot of the wrong. I, I, it, yes, a lot of different reasons. <laughs> the twenty nineteen Gators team has has bought them like five years of amnesty. Uh, of uh, or of goodwill is that the same synonym whatever five years of goodwill knows, in the we make up words eye. on this show i i said cojone at the beginning of the show. <laughs> go ahead sorry <laughs> you, you, you have they have banked in enough goodwill for five years before people can be real real about lsu it started a bit this year and it, it, the public was ready to turn on them the public was ready to say oh they're done for they're written off they're 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 going to be the doormat again if Brian, if it wasn't Brian Kelly's the head coach, though, they they would have turned it around. Regardless, this LSU team's not beating Alabama, and and they will. I don't even think they're going to keep it close. That's what I said. I say two scores minimum, and it might be forty-five to twenty, like how they beat Ole Miss. It, I think it could yeah. look a lot like that game. No, uh, I, that feels too like too much. I, I think LSU is in a fight in them, and like I said, they're slow to get going. Mm-hmm. Once they get going, they're probably going to have late scores that keep this this game look a little bit more respectable. And this is a rivalry game. You, you don't want to get embarrassed, and they match up well in certain aspects where you don't want to get embarrassed. So you're not going to go out there and get entirely embarrassed, but I see at least two scores. And I need to be perfectly clear here. I'm high on LSU in the future. I've seen exciting things from this them this season. I know that Jane Daniels, these uh, elusive quarterbacks, these athletic quarterbacks tend to be a problem for Nick Saban defenses. I have a lot of stock in this team, and I think that they're great. And maybe in a couple of years, they'll be great. It's just, it's too soon. Alabama's been doing it for so long, and they've got a lot yeah. of really talented, dominant players that are still in this roster. Yeah. If Bryce Young doesn't go down, we should all be honest and say they would be undefeated and be ranked yeah. number one right now. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, let's talk about this last game here. 
My name's Sean, not Shaw. What if I called you dickhead for the rest of the show? How about that? Well, you, well, you said, well, Shaw. Sean, let's talk about this last game here. Notre Dame versus Clemson. And I need to preface this because we're going we're gonna to clip just this chunk of the game and we're going to post just the chunk as we typically do on this channel. Before any Notre Dame fans come in here and start coming at my head, I am a Notre Dame fan. I've been a Notre Dame fan since I was a little kid. My dad went to the school. I have every possible connection to that school. I'm, I'm not a fake Notre Dame fan. It's super annoying, but it's true. But I have to say here, this game against Clemson, they're going to get wiped. They're going to get smoked. I am being as realistic as possible, and I have been the most unrealistic Notre Dame fan in my entire lifetime, the entirety of my lifetime. And this has nothing to do with my vendetta with, with Marcus Freeman or anything along those lines. I purely look at one matchup alone why I have zero faith that Notre Dame can keep this game close. This is going to be more than a two-score game, very, very likely. It's going to pick up quick, and Clemson is going to pop off very quick because of the fact that Drew Pine is a sitting duck going up against this defensive line. Now, Notre Dame's offensive line, Sean, has been fantastic this season. They've got a really a lot of really nice players, Blake Fisher, Joe Alt, uh, Jarrett Patterson when he's healthy. It's a really, really nice front offensive line that they have but drew pine has shown to finish my point has shown an inability to properly assess pressure and to also accurately throw short throws consistently and make decisions that make sense you have him sitting there for more than four seconds and you cover properly just for a you know just for four or five seconds i know that's asking a lot he is going to be done he's going to be dead he is not the type of guy that can evade pressure and get away from that defensive line he is going to be sacked way too many times, and they're not going to have any offensive production, which we've seen pretty consistently so far this season for them. What if DJ uh, Uyungle gets pulled? What happens then? What if you're facing Klubnik versus Drew Pine? Just, just That'd be even more embarrassing. Hypothetically, you're not giving a Notre Dame a shot then. I, I would argue that Klubnik gives them in a game like this gives them more juice. I would argue that that gives them more of an opportunity to to score more points. DJ, you, uh, he has been unimpressive so far this season. Okay, so you think Notre Dame has a better shot with, with DJ starting. I'm just trying I, to keep you in, in a little either, bit of optimism, all right? Because I remember there were times. I remember there were times where you wouldn't even come out and hang out with the boys because Notre Dame was playing. When we were all in that flop house sophomore year uh, in yeah. the summer before we actually moved in, and I broke my TV, and everyone was just kind of in the like 12 deep in this house getting sheets and, 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 and mattresses from Coach Flem. Uh, uh, I, I remember it was, oh, where's Joe at? Uh, and then you were just locked up in your room uh, watching Notre Dame. So I'm trying to keep you a little bit optimistic. Why would I need opt? Okay, what do you think? Forget about my optimism. My optimism optimism has been out the window for a month now. What do you think is going to happen in this game? I think Shipley goes for 250 and three touchdowns. Yeah, there we go. There, There's the real take. There's the real take. <laughs> this also, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Michael Ma uh, Meyer. Mayor. That's how it's Mayor. Michael Mayer. Bad name. It could be a big game for him as well. It just could be because if that defense, if that 
if they were to utilize him like Kansas City uses, utilizes Travis Kelsey, I'm not calling him Travis Kelsey, and I sure as shit am not calling Drew Drew Pine Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> all right? <laughs> but if they were to utilize him when pressure's coming down on, on, on Pat, mm-hmm. and where's he looking to? Safety blanket. Uh, have him with some option routes. Have him doing a 10-yard curl. He could have 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. He could he could be a player if they utilized him properly instead of just, hey, let's talk toss it up to the big doofus or we'll have him run a drag route and hope he busts it for 50 yards, which somehow he can do. If they actually scheme and, and run him with some good routes, and this is just what I'm seeing. I know Notre Dame fans are crazy, and if they want to talk about, oh, and play 18 in week two, look at him, he runs a post and catches it, he lays out, it's a great play. Okay, I get it. I want to see him scheme like Travis Kelsey, though. That's what we should do. It. That, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's how you should scheme a tight end, however they operate with him. Is that the new nickname for Michael Mayer's big doofus? No, it's not. I, <laughs> it's not. Look, I, he, he's been impressive. And he, as much as I yeah. dislike Notre Dame, strictly because of your admiration for them, uh, I, I, I have to say that dude can ball. And oh, oh, Clemson's going to give him the work, though. Yeah, while I I forget wait, wait, I'm backtracking for a second. I, I just had like a total brain fart. Sure. Sean, my only thought on this, what Notre Dame is gonna need to do if they, it it's possible for them to win the game. I'm not saying that there's zero chance. There are certain things that they can expose on Clemson if they want to win the game. If they run the ball really well, and like you talked about, if they get Michael Mayer involved really easily. It's very plausible. It's very, very workable for them to win this game, a win like a close late game that is fought on the ground. Audric Estime versus Will Shipley. That's what this battle could end up being. But the things that worry me about that are the front seven that Clemson deploys. Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee, those dudes are dogs. And I know that, again, Notre Dame's offensive line has been fantastic, but if anyone is going to knock them off their base, it's going to be the defensive line that is two first rounders in it. And if anyone's going to cover Michael Mayer really well, it's going to be Trenton Simpson. Trenton Simpson is a fantastic linebacker. And I know that's not necessarily his, always his usual usage on that Clemson defense, but the guy's fast enough where I'm and big enough where I'm just saying, keep an eye on Michael Mayer the whole game, follow him around. There's just not a lot of reason to be optimistic though. That's why I'm where I'm at. You, uh, you're just saying names at this point. I don't even know. I, I you could you could have made up all three of those guys' names. I, I actually I know Brian Brissy, uh, but but look, I've always said it's the most honest show that you'll ever listen to. All right, that's fair. But I appreciate I appreciate this show because I get to learn a little bit from Joe, who gets to learn from Ryan. Shut the! F- <laughs> I did my film eval you evals <laughs> over the off season. Don't. Don't, don't, don't. I have scouting reports on all these guys, man. You oh, Zach Charbonnet shit. is that dude. Look at him. I saw your film evals. All right. Fuck. I saw them. Fuck you. Whoa, Fuck you. whoa. That's, that's a little out of bounds. There. Right. I don't know why I'm getting shit. Sean, what are you doing this weekend? We're, we're wrapping up. What do, you, what do you got going on this weekend? Are you excited for the games? What do you? Uh, Call of Duty. That could You couldn't be doing anything more interesting? If you want. To run Call of Duty with me, my Activision ID is Smokesan. S-M-O-K-E-S-A-N. Hey, what do what would it take? What would it take for you to 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 come on a live on Saturday? Would you do it while you're playing Call of Duty? What do you mean a live? The live stream. I don't know if I was gonna do it or not. 
I think, oh my God, I got a call while I was in the gym today. From who? I hung him up uh, uh, about two months ago. Or, uh, early September, I hung him up. My golf clubs for the year. I hung him yeah. up. I get a call. Hey, what are you doing on Saturday? I'm pretty wide open. What's going on? You know, we got a party, you got a day drink, something like that. He's like, you got to, you, you, you got to come out. You got to come out of uh, out of retirement for the season. I've said, hey, I can't, I can't. I got convinced I might be golfing 18 on Saturday. Is it even like a good who are you golfing with? That roommates, I'm sure a couple other people. That's that's terrible. It, All right, I, yeah. And I was gonna say, let's let's go to wrap us up on. Uh, at what Jody are you Leon. doing? Work. I'm still at work. At Jody Lee. Are you I talking about for the work? weekend? Uh, weekend war work. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in front of my TV and and yell at it. That's what I'm gonna do. Ah, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll be doing that while I'll have the the games on in the golf cart. I'm sure. I, I'm getting back at 3.30. I don't care about the noon games. I'll be back at my house at 3.30. As you should be. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Uh, drive safe leaving the city. We'll be back with more. What else? Oh, oh wait. You, you do the housekeeping. You do the housekeeping. What do you, oh, I do the housekeeping? You just yeah. did a decent job. Oh, I did do a decent job? Okay, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. I'll no one is still listening at this point. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.